Broadcasting live from the RNR studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Presented by Tequila Embajador. We got a special group, but it's another thing to go out and prove it. And, um, you know, we proved it today. Whether it was, you know, 50, I feel like 50 fourth and tens or third and tens. And, you know, they get it and then we come back and, you know, we picked each other up and, um, we just have a resilient bunch and, you know, you'd like to think that everything we've gone through this season has brought us tighter, um, and is going to help us as we go on and on and on, uh, in the playoffs. And so, um, you know, I love those guys. I'm thankful for those guys. Uh, I'm very appreciative of them. Um, and I couldn't ask for a better group to, uh, to play with. You know who that was. Raiders wide receiver Hunter Runfo. What do you have? Two touchdowns yesterday, Damon? Yeah, pretty important part of the uh, piece of that offensive puzzle for the Raiders. And just every game is becoming more and more uh, of a go-to. But um, really liked that Darren Waller was able to get out there, run around a little bit. And uh, I think it's going to set him up for a much bigger game on Saturday against the Cincinnati Bengals in the wild card round of the playoffs as the fifth seed Raiders uh, go to Cincinnati uh, to play the Bengals. The fifth seed, it's still, I'm still wrapping my head around the fact that uh, they went from potentially being out of the playoffs to actually getting the fifth seed on the last weekend uh, of the of the season is just it's been one of those kind of years, and uh, I want to welcome in uh, our good friend going out to the Raider Nation guest line, Sam Gordon uh, from the Las Vegas Review Journal, my teammate uh, and colleague over at the Review Journal. By the way, you can download our app Vegas Nation or just go to vegasnation.com. We got you covered from A to Z on Raider coverage. Sam Gordon, welcome to the show. Uh, have you come off the uh, the adrenaline high from last night? <laughs> no, not quite, Vinny. I uh, appreciate you having me. I've been thinking about the game all day, really. And, you know, after the game last night, obviously there's so much to digest. There's so many layers to that game. You have the tie, of course. You have the Pittsburgh Steelers wondering what's going to happen. You have both these teams, you know, what are they going to do? Are they going to go for the win? Are they going to go for the division? All these layers to it. And it made for a fascinating uh, Sunday night, one that I really think captivated the country and, and certainly captivated me. So I've, I've been thinking about it all day. And uh, lo and behold, right, four in a row for the Raiders, and they uh, they kind of make the impossible possible. I didn't see this coming, and uh, it shows to the, the belief and the resolve in that locker room, and, and here we are um, getting ready for a playoff game now uh, here in Las Vegas with the Raiders traveling to Cincinnati. By the way, just to paint a picture, uh, Sam sits, what, about five five to my left, right? Five chairs down to my left in the press box. Yeah. All right, so, yep. so it was so loud yesterday that Sam and I were on, like, um, uh, silent count kind of having to read our eyes uh, we would like lean back and look at each other like what did we just see there was no verbal communication last night sam it was so loud that we had to go to silent count didn't we yeah we absolutely did and uh it, it speaks of course to the importance of this game but also the enthusiasm that raider fans brought Vinny, and i think we've seen it at in spurts this year certainly in the opener against baltimore and at times in other games but this was far and away the best home field advantage I think the Raiders have had all year. The crowd was engaged on both sides. Charger fans, too. Um, it, was, it was very engaged throughout the course of the game. It was always loud. Uh, the game, for the most part, was always close, or with, at least within a couple scores. And even when the Raiders took that lead, that only made the crowd you know, go get louder and louder and louder. So uh, it's fitting that the, the best game of the season, or one, certainly one of the best games of the NFL season, is the final game of the NFL season. And, and how cool was it that it happened? Um, in Las Vegas. It was really, really cool to know that the, all eyes uh, of the country were on Las Vegas and uh, the game lived up to the hype and delivered all the way around and the fans were a big part of that. Yeah, without a doubt it did. And I want to keep you right there because, you know, we talked about this last week, I think on the, our podcast as well, 
um, the seminal moment that last night had the potential to be for the Raiders here in Las Vegas. We all know that Raider Nation is wide and far, and that's not going anywhere uh, on a national and really global level, let's face it. Yeah. Uh, but here locally, they're still trying to find, um, their, not their niche necessarily, but they're still trying to create a presence where they are the team in Las Vegas. And it's going to take a little while. There's a lot of Las Vegas residents that are transplants from elsewhere. There's a lot of, obviously, uh, Las Vegas natives that grew up without an NFL team, and by proxy they became Dallas Cowboy fans or New England Patriot fans or whoever. Um, So for the Raiders to make their mark here and just become the team of record here is going to take a little bit of time. Do you think that that process might have been expedited a little bit by what happened last night uh, and just the excitement that generated? Yeah, sure. I, I Certainly. I mean, I think when you have a game that is that polarizing, like we talked about with that many layers, with this, this many imputations in the NFL, which is still the most, most popular league in the country and one of the most popular leagues in the world, uh, how could you not be at least engaged or intrigued, even if you're just a casual fan or somebody that hasn't been to a game? Uh, it creates great intrigue. It's created great drama. Uh, and the fans delivered and, and represented, I think, on a national stage. Again, an NBC primetime Sunday night football final game of the NFL season. Everything on the line for both these teams. Uh, to have a showing like that on a national stage, I mean, it really, um, I think the crowd really played a part. Uh, it played their respective part in the victory. I, I mean, I, it's, you know, it's impossible for me to say whether they swung the game or actually decided the game for the Raiders, but I've certainly known that the players enjoyed having a crowd that was that engaged and, and, and they talked about it after the game. So, it showed the potential of what Vegas can be as an NFL city, and I think the longer the Raiders are in town, coupled with events like the NFL draft, the Super Bowl, uh, there might be a little bit more of a local buy-in. It's, and like you said, we knew it was going to take time, uh, given that the, the, this franchise has such deep roots in Oakland and even Los Angeles to a degree. So uh, that la- yesterday was, was certainly, I think, a start for the Raiders as they look to, to sp- uh, spread their roots here. And, um, you know, we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens next week against Cincinnati. I mean, if they win that game, uh, then what? You know, are we going to see another level? So we'll see what happens. We're talking to Sam Gordon from the Las Vegas Review Journal. You could follow him at by Sam Gordon. Uh, all right, Sam. I know that Raider Nation and you know everybody in the building over in Henderson would have rather not had it come down to what it ultimately came down to yesterday. You know, they had a 15-point lead in the fourth quarter. It evaporated. Justin Herbert is all that and uh, showed why. Um, but in 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 the whole scheme of things, as I look back on it. You know, it, it almost, I think that it's, it was almost inevitable. The way things have been playing out for the Raiders yeah. this last month or so, it almost yeah. seemed inevitable that it was going to come down to something like that. And I actually think in the bigger picture of these playoffs that are about ready to start, um, it just added to the layer of resiliency that they keep building and building and building. And I don't think there's anything that they're going to be surprised at or haven't seen or not prepared for. Uh, once they start these playoffs because of everything that they've been through this last month. Yeah, I'm completely with you. I mean, they've essentially played four consecutive do-or-die games in various environments against, you know, good teams, right? I think the Chargers, you take a look at that roster, one of the best rosters in the league, right? Justin Herbert's really the only, like, real superstar quarterback that isn't in the playoffs. He's so good. He showed that last night, and they have a very special thing going. And then even the Colts, obviously, they, they, they came up short. Uh, yesterday against Jacksonville, really laid an egg in a, a key spot was kind of you know collapse if we're, if we're being real about that. But um, they they were still really good and had some signature wins. So the Raiders had to had to develop that kind of adversity, develop that kind of resilience. Like you said, all those games are close, and you're existing in this this ecosystem right for the last month where every single play, every single moment matters because 
if you don't win all four of these games based on how things sh- shook out, like you're not making the playoffs. And to have to have your back against the wall in that kind of situation and to kind of really exist in the chaos of everything that's happened that, this year, it feels like they're really, really comfortable in, in chaos. And I mean that in, in the course of games where they could have easily caved on that in that overtime drive, right? And, and Justin Herbert, the way he was marching up and down the field, uh, could have scored a touchdown there, but they stepped up on third down. They did what they had to do, and they gave the offense a chance to at least secure the tie. And then, of course, we know what happened. So there's definitely a resolve there that this team didn't have the last couple of years. And um, it's a credit to Rich Passaccia, of course. It's a credit to the leaders in that locker room like Derek Carr, Max Crosby, Darren Waller, Josh Jacobs, et cetera, et cetera, the veterans on the defensive side of the ball, Casey Hayward. Um, they, it's it's kind of surreal that this happened. I mean, it, it was they looked dead in the water in the second half of that Chiefs game. And, uh, and lo and behold, we're talking playoffs. Uh, it was <laughs> I can't believe it either. Uh, Sam, Josh, Josh, uh, I was about, just about ready to say Josh Gordon because of Sam Gordon, but Josh Jacobs, yeah. uh, two out of the last three weeks, goes for over 100 yards rushing. Uh, had a pretty decent yeah. game as well last week, even though he didn't get to the century mark uh, against the Indianapolis Colts. It was, it's been hit and miss with his run game most of the year, mostly miss, uh, if we're being honest. Um, are we Are we at the point now where maybe the Raiders can rely on that as a legit component uh, to their offense moving forward, that running game and Josh Jacobs? I feel like it's at least become respectable, right? Like it's not – you have to account for it if you're an opposing defense. That's not necessarily to say that you're going to skew your game plan to stop the run. You're going to load up the tackle box and give Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller a one-on-one opportunity, Zay Jones, who's been getting free um, the last few weeks as well. Like I don't don't think it's necessarily going to – you know, it's going to go to that degree, but it's a weapon to have in the playoffs when you can – run the ball in certain spots when you can chew up some clock in certain situations when not everything has to be drop back pass, drop back pass, drop back pass. I think it adds an element of surprise. Now they rushed for what, 170 yards yesterday. Josh Jacobs had a season high. I don't know if they can duplicate that effort per se, but it makes everything else a little bit easier when you know you can run the ball, uh, certainly situationally. And, and the Raiders have demonstrated that they've been able to do that. Um, even in the game where, where Josh Jacobs banged up his ribs against the Colts. I mean, there was, it wasn't necessarily flashy, but they ran the ball in some key spots and were able to get crucial yards when they need to. And I think that's all you really need to be able to do. I don't think you have to have the number one rushing offense or number two in the NFL uh, to make the playoffs or win the Super Bowl. Let's, let's look at how those teams did this year, the, the, the Baltimore's of the world, the Indianapolis's, right? They fell a little bit short. But it is a nice luxury to be able to lean on, um, especially where you're going in a game to Cincinnati, a cold-weather place where there might be some inclement weather. We don't know how that's going to affect the game, but – to be able to keep things on the ground and be able to, to win some battles in the trenches uh, is huge for this team at this point of the year. And I say that because if that is a, like you said, even just a respectable component now after being yeah. you know just shaky for the whole year, you add that to if Darren Waller shook off the rust yesterday, uh, now you add Darren Waller back into the mix and a solid running game uh, to go along with Zay Jones sort of emerging as more than just a guy that's out there, but kind of a reliable weapon for Derek Carr. We know what Hunter Renfro brings to the table. All of a sudden, this this offense, uh, after be, after kind of sputtering for a little while for various reasons, being almost as complete as it's been all year, going into the sure. playoffs. I mean, that's that's not a bad thing to have going for you if you're the Raiders, right? No, it's certainly not. And, and Vinny, one key stat yesterday that jumped out to me, the, the biggest thing that jumped out to me in a game like that, the Raiders did not turn the football over, right? There was no turnovers. They had a close call. They had the fumble in the fourth quarter late, but they did not turn the football over. And that's, that's huge because that's something that they have struggled with at times the last few games. So, so to be able to play a clean game like that, there weren't any really egregious, stupid penalties 
that they committed um, in that game. It was actually the Chargers who were committing the dumber penalties and, and were making the bigger situational uh, mistakes. So to, to play at that level, to execute at that level, um, I think is definitely crucial. And, and you talk about the, the, the complement of, uh, of skill position players that Derek Carr has around him now. I think it's pretty clear, right? Hunter Renfro is an emerging star at that wide receiver spot if he's not already there. Um, he's, he, he does so much more than just run crispy routes. He's, he's so reliable, and he can get open in a myriad of ways. Darren Waller showed some, some pop yesterday, even though he's been out for six weeks, was able to get free on what could have been the game-winning touchdown pass and adds another element. And then, Vinny, you talk about Zay Jones. What, this is three, what, three out of the last four weeks he's come up with a huge reception or a couple ones. We know what happened on the, in the Browns game on that last drive. There was, of course, the shot downfield against Indianapolis that was crucial. And then yesterday on the eventual game-winning drive, he secures a third-down reception on a heck of a throw from Derek Carr. So it's, I, I don't think it's, it's an, an offense that's necessarily well-equipped to win a shootout. There were still a couple issues in the red zone uh, yesterday, and that pass interference, a very questionable pass interference call, uh, basically gifted the Raiders a touchdown too late in that first half. So it's not – I don't know if you want to get in a shootout with Cincinnati, but you're healthy, you have multiple ways you can move the ball, and it's been effective enough to win four in a row and beat a couple really good teams in the process. All right, Sam, uh, the Raiders redeemed themselves against the Chargers after an early season loss uh, to Los Angeles. Uh, they have another redemption game coming up uh, against yeah. the Bengals, who they've already seen this year, and that was a game where they just continually, they being the Raiders, shot themselves in the foot over and over and over in, uh, in that game. Uh, I'm curious if it's a clean, efficient Raiders team that shows up in Cincinnati, how much that closes the gap between what we saw back in October or November, I think it was, to what we could see uh, on, on Saturday. Uh, is there reason for hope? For Raider Nation, that the Raiders can go to cold, blustery, maybe even snowy Cincinnati yeah. and come back to Las Vegas with a playoff win. Yeah, I definitely think there's reason for hope. I mean, like you said, the, the margin was between those two teams uh, earlier in the regular season wasn't that great. That was kind of a defensive, grinded-out game. You didn't get one of these 400-yard passing games from Joe Burrow, like the Raiders' offense or defense, for the most part, kept that offense in check. Now, I think they did get a little bit gassed down the stretch, and that's where you saw Joe Mixon play the role of closer that Josh Jacobs similarly played yesterday, and that score was a little misleading. But for the most part, that was a competitive game. Now, again, this Bengals offense has reached new heights. Uh, they have 2,000-yard receivers, 1,000-yard back, probably the offensive rookie of the year. And Joe Burrow, much like Justin Herbert, is an emerging superstar um, in this league with the moxie, the poise, and the, the, the flat-out ability to play at the highest of levels. As we've seen, he's just outplayed Patrick Mahomes. So that's, it's, it's a different – I think both teams are a little different at this point. And you look at the Raiders – where does their identity come from? To me, it's on that defensive front where you can consistently affect the quarterback without having to blitz. Max Crosby played his best game of the season yesterday. He was totally dominant uh, over and over and over again, make, uh, speeding up Justin Herbert and affecting him uh, even when he was able to throw the ball. Unique Nagakwe is a double-digit sacks guy, and you have that depth on the defensive front on the in interior that has made this team really, really tough in the trenches. And Cincinnati doesn't have the greatest offensive line. I think that's where the Raiders have an edge, and if they can affect just, uh, uh, Joe Burrow, as, as prolific of a passer as he's been, he still was one of the league leaders in interceptions. So he'll take a risk, and it might uh, create an opportunity for the Raiders to get a takeaway or two, uh, keep that game low scoring, uh, trust the running game, and have Derek Carr make a couple plays. That's been the formula the last few weeks, and if they win, I would predict that would be the formula as well. I am right there with you, uh, Sam Gordon. I think there's definitely reason for hope going into this game. They're really, honestly... There's not a team in the AFC that I don't think the Raiders can compete with legitimately uh, in these playoffs. But, you know, that's why they play the games, though. Uh, and the Raiders have the good version of the Raiders have to show up. Otherwise, it's out. But if they do, 
They've got an opportunity uh, to be a tough out in these playoffs. Uh, Sam Gordon, thanks so much for spending some time with us in the huddle. You know I always appreciate it. I'm sure I'll be talking to you tomorrow uh, at some point and the rest of the week as usual. Uh, appreciate it, brother, uh, and talk to you down the road. Thank you, man. All right, no doubt, Vinny, anytime. Talk soon. Take care. You got it. That was Sam Gordon from the Las, from the Las Vegas Review-Journal, by the way. Pick six, right? Or was it a fumble recovery for Georgia? All of a sudden, Georgia... Beating Alabama right now. You know, the spread, Damon, was, I think, uh, Georgia by three at some point earlier last week. Whatever it was, I was like, what? You're going to bet, you're going to, you're, you're betting against Saban and Alabama, lo and behold, seven nothing already right off the bat. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Monday. You're listening to Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Now, back to your host, Vinny Bonsignor. I mean, I think, um, you know, I was talking to Mr. Davis uh, in the locker room, and uh, one of the things we were talking about is, like, I don't think any team has been through what we've been through in 10 years, let alone one year, you know. And, um, you know, there's so much emotion uh, (laughs) with, uh, you know, pick a a story, you know. there's so much emotion with with everything that we've done in the you know my brother said it best he said this team was forged in the fire and i kind of like that you know uh, we went through some stuff some refining um you know some uh, some hard times um but we <clears throat> we locked the doors every day on monday and the people that were inside that building didn't stop believing and it's it showed today um, we made it to the playoffs it's awesome um it's probably it's probably the coolest accomplishment I think I've ever had in my life, um, football-wise, to to see where we were at, everything we went through, and to still make it. No record, no thing. This was the coolest thing to see this team come together and be able to still decide that this is what we wanted to do, and um, it, it's it's a cool feeling, that's for sure. That's Derek Carr summing it up uh, pretty well, I think. Not just what happened last night, but what's happened this year. The resiliency that the Raiders have shown to get to this point. So many people left them for done, finished, another season that went sideways over the second half of a season. Can't figure out ways to win important games in December. Uh, Lost five or six games at one point. Lost their head coach, Henry Ruggs, that situation. Uh, You know, all the various things that happened to this team that past Raider teams would have just succumbed to and thrown in the towel and, you know, packed it in and and started thinking about vacation and and next year and and all that. But this team, this particular version of the Raider team um, didn't do that. And I think that that's what Derek's talking about when this was such a cool achievement for this team um, to, to fight through all of that adversity and reach the playoffs. And for this franchise, we t- we've talked about this a lot, and I I know talking about uh, it with JT yesterday on the pregame show. There were two. There's been two trains, you know, going simultaneously for the Raiders. One was for this group of of, of Raider players, and the pay, the payoff and the reward of dealing and fighting through everything that they fought through to get to the playoffs was just a, a just reward for all the resolve they've shown, for all the resiliency that they've shown. Um, and it was important for them and meaningful that for them and a just reward uh, for overcoming everything that they overcame. But also in a bigger sense for this franchise, you know, the Raiders are trying to get things turned around 
around in a meaningful way and in a way that will build sustained success and not fleeting success. And getting to the playoffs in this type of a year is a learning experience for this group. And it's it's outside of, you know, Derek Carr and some, you know, sprinkled in veterans uh, out there. Um, you know, we, we, you're Casey Hayward and uh, Denzel Perryman and K.J. Wright. Outside of those guys, it's still a very young team, and they're learning how to win. They're learning how to build resolve. They're learning how to get it done when it needs to get done, whether we're talking about at the end of games or the end of seasons. Remember Derek talking about last year in Denver after winning a meaningless game in the in the whole scheme of things, record-wise, a meaningless game against the Denver Broncos uh, by converting a two-point conversion um, as time expired to beat the Broncos to get to, what was it, 8-8. Eight and eight. Woohoo, 8-8. Eight and eight. Yeah, but there was something bigger than just the record. And Derek Carr talked about it when he talked to the to, to, uh, the media members right afterwards, talking about finishing, finishing practices, finishing reps, finishing seasons, finishing games. That was going to be the mantra for this year. And guess what? No team in the NFL has finished stronger than the Raiders to win four straight games and not just win those games, but close them out in kind of dramatic fashion, three three wins out of the last four wins has have been on kicks by Daniel Carlson on game-winning drives that uh, Derek Carr and the offense orchestrated. You know, they, they had to show resolve. They had to show fight. They had to show an ability to, to kind of man up in those situations, close everything else out, crowds in Indianapolis and Cleveland, uh, noise, doubt, all of those things to be at their best when their best was required. That's an art. You learn to do that. It's not just assumed, not in a team-wide sport where there's 53 players out there. That has to be something that's a cumulative learning experience for a team. There's trust. There's chemistry. There's the understanding that you're going to be there. If I go break off to make a play here, you're going to roll around and have my spot, right? That trust factor uh, that happens, that you know, understanding along the offensive line when maybe you can't even hear yourself talk, but just be able to look at the guy uh, to your left or to your right and understand we're on the same page here, right? Okay. Trusting that you're going to be on the same page to make the block that I'm expecting you to make because I'm going to go make the block that I'm thinking that you know that I'm going to go make. You know, like all that type. It, at the critical moments of games, that doesn't just happen. You have to grow to that point, and that's where I think the Raiders have grown to. They're not quite there. This roster still needs some help uh, next offseason. You know, uh, the offensive line, I think, needs some improvements. We, we can get into all that later. They're not a perfect team by any stretch of the imagination, but they are a team that is learning how to win and especially learning how to win at a certain time of year and especially learning how to win at a certain point in games. That's all part of the bigger picture that's trying to be built here in Las Vegas for this Raider organization. So a just reward for the group that's in there right now to get to the playoffs but in a bigger picture for this franchise, it just shows that it's continually heading in the right direction. And I truly believe that it is. We're going to go back out to the Raider Nation listen line. Tim in San Jose. How you doing, Tim? Hey, Vinny. How you doing? Doing really well. Thank you. Vinny, I have so much to say, but I'm trying to try to keep it 
as go, far as possible. Go so, for it, brother. I just feel like, you know, for me, this car or this game has, has vindicated car a little bit. I mean, a lot, actually, a lot. I've always been up and down on car. And it's, it, you know, as a fan, to your point, as you always said, you know, we've had our hearts broken many times. But you know what? I'm staying to this full belief. And this team just has grit. I, this room, I just haven't seen anything like this in the, in the past. And I want to say this is somewhat, you know, car, but also a Basaccia effect. And, and let me just, you know, something I'm thinking about. You know, when Gruden was still around, and I like Gruden, I appreciate everything he's done for the Raiders. I felt like in his conferences when we lost, there was always kind of an excuse. I don't know if you ever felt that way. There was always excuses. I got I love them. I, I love the motto, nobody cares. <laughs> yeah. They live by that quote. Nobody cares, and it's so underrated, and, and they believe it, and, and it's just it, it's awesome to see, you know, it's not always about the numbers. Something I heard today on The Herd, it was Jimmy Johnson saying, I don't care about records I, I hate his biggest pet peeve is talking about records records you know they don't they don't tell you the whole story yeah it's about winning games you mentioned troy aikman could have had more passing yards you know if they if they changed up the way they played but they didn't play that way they didn't play just to pass the ball they played in a way to know how to win and this team is playing good in all aspects you know of the game special teams defense and offense and, and you know they make mistakes here and there but it's just collectively you know, there's a belief, and you can feel it, and and it's all about nobody cares, and and it's the world against us, and and Derek Carr, you know, he has it, he, whatever it's whatever it takes, he's gonna go out there, and, and and win, and I and I love that feeling, and this is what you know Raider fans have been looking for, you know, and 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 the belief is there now. Whatever happens, happens, but you know, I'm, I'm glad to be on the journey. You know, it's been emotional, it's not over yet, and I love Carr's composure towards the end. But I just want to say, man, like this is this is what we needed. Uh, thanks for taking my call, Vinny, and go Raiders. Let's go. Thank you, Tim, uh, and very well said, uh, by the way. And I, 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 like I said earlier, uh, I'm so happy for Raider Nation. Like I said, I cover the Raiders uh, for the Las Vegas Review Journal. I'm I'm a reporter that covers the team. Um, so you know, I've got no dog in the hunt or anything like that. But I'll say this: you know, covering this team. For this fan base, and I take that responsibility very, um, you know, I don't take it lightly. Uh, I just, I, I hear the, I, I, I hear the passion. I feel the passion. I feel the excitement and the energy and the frustration and all that type of stuff. Um, so for you guys to get that game yesterday and that moment and that win uh, and the reward that comes with it, and that's a, a, a playoff and a chance to go to the big dance and see what you can do in the big dance. Uh, no fan base deserved it more than Raider Nation. And I'm, I'm glad that also, you know, in a weird sort of a way, like I said earlier, I know Raider Nation would love to have blowout wins and not have to have the stressful uh, coming down to Daniel Carlson kicking another uh, field goal uh, to win it. But, you know, as you sit back here on Monday, safe and sound after the roller coaster ride that you endured yesterday and last week and a couple of times, many times, probably too many times this season. But as you sit here now comfortably knowing that you won the game and looking back there's a weird uh aspect to it of you know what maybe that's the way it needs to be maybe that's the way it should be because one thing that the Raiders haven't shown in years past that they are showing right now and it's an important trait is that resiliency is that resolve is that clutch factor because you need that 
to win games. I don't care what sport you're talking about. I know that you can't analytically explain clutch. It might not exist, but I'm here to tell you that I actually think that it does. And the Raiders building that through all that they've been through, I think is important. And it's almost, you almost are glad now in retrospect that it, that it has happened the way it's happened this year because they didn't luck out. They didn't back in. They had to earn it. They had to fight. You don't win four games in a row uh, and just be lucky. You have to earn that. You have to um, uh, fight for that. And they did. And they showed that fight. And I think, like Tim just said, that's what Raider Nation has been waiting for, a team that's going to be willing to fight for this and show that grit and show that determination and show that resolve and resiliency. It's all meaningful. Those aren't just words. Teams and championships are built on those very traits. And that's, I like I said, I think that's what the Raiders are trying to establish. They want to be that kind of a team. Everybody wants to win in a blowout. Blowouts will come. It's hard to blow out teams this time of year. And especially with what you're going to see now in the playoffs. These are evenly matched teams where resolve and efficiency and being connected and being on the same page, having experience in tight, tight moments, all of that matters for what you're going to see now in the playoffs. And I think the Raiders are uniquely built to deal with the postseason. I'm not saying they're going to go to Cincinnati and win. I don't know that to be the case or true or what. Who knows? But they're as prepared as anybody from this point forward to deal with whatever they're going to face over these next X amount of weeks. They truly are after everything that they've been through, including on-field stuff that you have to fight through and overcome, self-inflicted uh, wounds, mistakes, blowing a 15-point lead, giving up a touchdown on the last play of regulation, and then a two-point conversion with zero time left. And then have to gather yourself after you probably thought you won the game and then go fight a little bit more, even though you thought we should have won this game earlier. And now we got to go fight again. It takes a special kind of group to be able to respond from that. That was a devastating blow. I was watching the Raiders sideline and it was a dev. I think I even tweeted it. There was devastation on the Raiders' sideline. The ability to just set that aside, that disappointment and that frustration, that anger, that, wow, that just happened, and be able to collect yourselves in order to go out then and win the game again, have to almost win the game twice, that's tough to do, and not everybody is built to do that. The Raiders, I think, after going through everything that they've gone through, are built to do that. So we'll see what happens from here on out. Raider Fish is in Berkeley. How you doing, Raider Fish? My cousin Penny. How are you, sir? <laughs> I'm good, man. How are you doing? Uh, just recovering. My uh, my voice is starting to come back. I'm on the last leg home, driving from the Death Star. Oh, nice. What did you think of last night? What did you think of the environment, the atmosphere? Uh, give it to me. Well, this by far was the most electric home field advantage game. Uh, the one that I think is closer uh, is the first season opener, which I wanted to comment on. I named the first season, the, the first game, uh, the double down in the desert because we had to win that Raven game twice. 
<laughs> That's true. Now, this game, I'm going to call the overtime out game. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. So, yeah, because, you know, uh, I like entendres, as you can see. Overtime out. <laughs> now, uh, you know, Brandon Faley, uh, not Staley, uh, Brandon Faley with Ooh. the fourth, uh, with the timeout there, with the eight-month, that's an eight-month timeout because they're, oh. they're, they're on timeout till September now. Raider Fish is bringing it. I love it. <laughs> now, I wanted to comment on our coach, Rich Pistachio. I really think, and I hope it's realistic, that he at least should be mentioned uh, for coach of the year, uh, interim or not. This man coaches you-know-what off, and I really think he should be coach of the year. Um, what, are your, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I don't know what the, um, I mean, you know, it's hard to, you know, coaching the amount of games that he's coached, um, a five, you know, losing five of six games probably doesn't help the the cause, but I'm with you. I don't know about the award, um, necessarily, you know, there's some, there's some coaches out there that did a really good job. I think obviously the Cincinnati Bengals coach, uh, Zach Taylor for what they've been building, uh, and where they are, uh, right now that. Tennessee Titans coach, I mean, losing Derrick Henry to be the top seed, that was a hell of a coaching job uh, over there. So I'm not quite sure about the award, but he definitely, definitely deserves recognition for holding this thing together. Uh, and it's, it's you know, when you, when you hear players talk the way they talk about, uh, you know, Rich Basaccia, knowing from experience, that's not always the case. Even when you're trying to pry, like to get something like that out of a player, about their coach, if they're not feeling it, they're not going to give it. I know that from experience, and you, and sometimes you're surprised because you walk away going, well, "I don't know if he necessarily <laughs> really likes the coach that much." Right? You're expecting an answer, and you don't get it because they're not going to just give it up. And yes, they'll well, I respect him, or, or they'll they'll you know co- they'll be able to you know kind of get around it a little bit. But there's genuineness in what in what um, they say about Rich Passaccia. Uh, and I think it's earned. And um, so there's – and they've all been through something together. You know, the, the group that's in there uh, at that practice, at that facility in in, in, in Henderson and in that locker room, they know what they've been through together. And there's a uh, there's a bond that gets built when you go through that that type of a, of a situation. So there's definitely going to be respect. Is, there, is he going to be the head coach long range? We'll see about all that. But I think that he's earned some recognition and a place in Raider lore, regardless of what happens uh, after the season ends. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. on a Monday. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. This one blew it out of the water. This It felt like a playoff game. All the guys that have been in the playoffs said this is exactly what it feels like, you know, and, and all those things. And I, it was really good to see not very many light blue powdered jer- jerseys in the stands. There were some. And I give them credit, but our our fans did a good job of you know rep- representing and uh, being loud. Uh, I saw one time when they're holding that thing up, you know, the decibels it was getting up to, and uh, that's that's a pretty cool feeling. Um, 
you know, this was this was a fun one to win, especially to do it at home is, is special. Um, and it's nice because my house is close and I can get some sleep tonight. That's Derek Carr tipping his cap to Raider Nation for showing up, showing out, and playing a role in the Raiders win yesterday, last night, uh, over the Los Angeles Chargers to punch their ticket into the playoffs. And trust me when I say the players absolutely appreciate that. Uh, it means something to them when you guys do your part, uh, and they know that they got to create that so that they give you guys something to cheer about. But when you can respond uh, and play your role, it means a lot. By the way, real quick, you ever thought about owning a French bulldog? They're called Frenchies, by the way, and they're wildly popular dogs known for being sleek, excellent city dogs. They have a playful and intelligent demeanor, uh, and they are known for their adaptability. They love to be near people. I know this for a fact because I have a French uh, bulldog, a Frenchie, as they call them, uh, Francisco, who is just a delight. Love him. Uh, he's only about three and a half, four months old right now, and uh, it's just a joy to be around. Fits in perfectly with the family, my other two dogs. Uh, it's been great. Uh, but if you've been shopping for a French bulldog or are interested in a French bulldog, we've got the hookup. Raider Puppies is located here in Las Vegas. They are AKC registered. Uh, they've all received their cert certified health certificate. Um, they've got all their shots. They've been surrounded by love uh, since they've been born and they're running around. Uh, they're they're just great dogs. Um, I love I love Francisco, and I know that if you're interested in a French Bulldog, uh, I urge you to call 702-374-5040. There's a bunch of French Bulldogs that are available. They're all puppies right now. Uh, if you want that type of a dog, and they're one of the most popular dogs in the world right now, give them a call over at uh, Raider Puppies, 702-374-5040. Um, we only have a few more minutes left. I want to give a shout-out uh, to Raiders fullback Alec Ingold. I know it's killing him right now uh, that he's not actually out there uh, on the field. Uh, obviously, he uh, injured his knee uh, a month or so ago. Uh, out, It was a season-ending knee injury, um, and so he's not able to be out there playing. But he's there in spirit and in more ways than that. And, you know, Alec, uh, I'm sure – Many listeners know about the uh, the letter uh, that he wrote uh, on behalf of his team to Las Vegas and to Raider fans. Uh, we published it in the Las Vegas Review Journal uh, on Sunday morning, yesterday morning, and he had texted me on Friday and said, "Hey, man, you know I've got this letter. Uh, I, I, I it came from the heart. You know, I, I put it together for Las Vegas and for Raider fans, and and I'm just trying to get it out there." Uh, could you ask your, your your people at the Review Journal, could, could you publish it so that we could get it out there uh, on kind of a mass level? And uh, I said, absolutely, and my editors were totally behind it. And once you read it, you understood it had to get out there. You know, um, uh, it, was, it, was, it was a letter that truly came from the heart and came from the soul. And, you know, we put it out there, and it really um, hit a note among Raider fans. And I know a lot of Raider fans – Saw him at the game yesterday thanking me for putting it out there. I had nothing to do with it other than I sent it along to my editors. And it's funny because Bill Plaschke, the great you know columnist for the LA Times, read it. And we were driving to the game together yesterday. And he's like, I know you had something to do with writing that letter. He didn't write that himself. I'm like, Bill, as God is my witness, I didn't change a comma, a period, nothing. I literally read it. And was blown away after reading it and sent it over to my editor, and he did the same thing. Uh, so um, 
there was nothing. It was straight from <laughs> Alec Ingold's heart. He put the get, put that letter together. And uh, it was so funny because my editor was, like I said, blown away. And uh, he's like the Rod Marinelli of editors. He's not an easy man to please or to impress. And uh, Bill Eichenberger, my great uh, editor over at the Las Vegas Review Journal, was going on and on and on about this kid can write, <laughs> you know, this, he's got a writing future, you know, so, so it really, it passed that test as well. And I know it meant a lot to Raider fans. That's why uh, I, you know, was so adamant about getting it out there because I thought it was important for Raider fans to read from a player's perspective, kind of everything that they've gone through this year um, in that building and the resiliency that we've talked about that they've shown and what it's meant to them there dealing with what they were dealing with. Uh, but also having the support of of Raider Nation trying to forge their way here in Las Vegas. Um, There was a lot of reasons that needed to be out there, and I'm glad that um, it was so well received. And I want to give a shout-out to Alec um, for doing that because, you know, when you you put yourself out there like that, who knows how it's going to always be received. And it was received the way it should have been. And uh, shout-out to uh, to Alec for for doing his thing. And, again, I know he wants to out there and uh they'll that that time will come again by the way that was a pretty big loss uh for the raiders not having their lead fullback um one of the best in the nfl and alec ingold they also got Derek carrier back i know that you know he sometimes flies under the radar he's not a guy that's going to catch the ball a lot but when it comes to playing a role uh as an inline blocker mm, I, i gotta check how many snaps he got but um, his role in the run game has always been more important than people sometimes realize. That is an important role that he plays, and I know that he was activated yesterday. i got to check to see what the snap counts were for him. Uh, but I, as I'm just sitting here thinking about the run game going for 170 or so and for Josh Jacobs to go for uh, over 130, uh, I think getting a guy like that back on the field plays a little bit of a role uh, in that. So uh, really important for the run game yesterday to get on track. It has been now for, this is three straight weeks, that it's that it's been formidable, respectable, um, and that is something that the Raiders should be able to build on. Darren Waller getting back out there yesterday, shaking off some rust. There were some close ones that he and Derek just missed on. We'll see if that gets completed on Saturday. I want to say thanks to Sam Gordon. I want to say thanks to all our callers. Thank you for bringing the energy and the passion as you always do. Devon Cotton, thanks for everything that you do. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Guess who's going to be aboard with us? Yeah, Lincoln Kennedy is going to be back tomorrow. Can't wait to get his thoughts on what happened yesterday and what's about to happen on Saturday in Cincinnati. In the huddle, Vinnie Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy tomorrow. Brought to you by Tequila and Bahadur. Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM on a Monday. Check you guys out tomorrow.